do just um, do some meditation. to kind of help to understand what uh, the benefits of cultivating samadhi, not necessarily even achieving it, but, you know, having that kind of general inclination, the processes that are involved with that. Um, Because this this is one really gives us... uh, guidance on understanding what the mind is, what jitta, heart, mind, what it is, what affects it. We get because it's a word like love and freedom that we kind of throw around quite a lot, and in some people that means probably a thinking experience. Some people it means a kind of more mood experience. I mean, my mind is upset, depressed, agitated, a mess, happy, or my mind is some kind of um, thinking thing, or my mind is my inclination, my turn of mind, you know, my mind is set upon this or that or the other. We mean different things with it. And actually, jitta really kind of encompasses all of that in a way, so there's both the mind, what the mind is set upon, the turn, the inclination of mind, that's what we call intention. Mm. And then there's the, then there's, if you like, the the moods and feelings and thoughts, these are the perceptions and, the perceptions and feelings that arise. Mm. And thinking, so this is all kind of stuff that the mind produces and is conditioned by and what all that's about is about knowing something we know something by how it moves us how we react what kind of reactions occur what inner experiences start happening we get shifts of mood tone if we know that's good or bad or pleasing, we get shifts of in our cerebral energies. We know this means that. We know what to do. So it's this sh- shifted around. Um, you know, so that's what knowing is about. So in the meditation, there are. You see these kind of two fundamental aspects of of mind. One is its intentionality, its its push, its drive, its bent. You know, its sense of whether that's consciously directed will, or something it's it's magnetically drawn towards. Mm. There's a kind of push and inclination. This is what's meant by. Chaitana, volition or intention, gathers up and goes in a particular way. And then there's the knowing, which can encompass moods, feelings, thoughts. And even as we get more in meditation particularly, the the big theme of knowing is that we can actually, you know, 
have a knowing of these, of the whole lot of it. It's bringing intentionality and knowing together is what provides the sense of calm and an insight. Because as long as the intention is going all over the place, here and there, or is forceful, or is cowed, or retracted, then it's not very peaceful. It's not accomplished, it's not free from hindrance. The mind's turning and twisting and running and jumping. So it it needs to have something to stabilize itself in. If we try and stabilize ourselves in any old thought or feeling, they jump and run because that's what, that's that particular energy. So you're stabling yourself first in the knowing of thoughts and feelings or, or you know, first in actually conducive thoughts and feelings. Ones that where the, the intention, the, the bent of the mind can feel happy and steady and satisfied to a certain degree. And then in the knowing of that, and that's this is the kind of crucial bit of of samadhi. So your knowing develops, takes on the quality of intention. Your knowing actually becomes something that just holds things in a very simple felt presence. Doesn't know things by adding ideas or moods. He knows things purely in terms of presence. So, the standard process in most meditation is to is to give the mind something pleasing. Your intention is towards something that's pleasant. So the first bit, your intention is towards something that's has this quality of of, uh, uplift in it. And to feel, and then you also to really feel that. So when we can think of the kind of things that give us pleasure, um, sense pleasures, you can, you know, if you bring up tastes, sounds, touches, or sights into your mind that give you pleasure, there's a kind of burst of that. But it's it it goes runs very quickly. What's more conducive is to bring up uh, the pleasantness of um, skillful deeds, where you get a, a skillful actions, skillful things that have been done to us or skillful things that we have done or the general skillful inclination may I be well, may others be well because this is something that's got much kind of long lasting um, quality to it so it's a mind states <coughs> so the mind can dwell in that we might, so conscious recollection, we might recollect, um, may I be well, may others be well, 
we may recollect an occasion when we felt that towards another or towards ourselves or someone has expressed that to us that sense of warmth, care, compassion, kindness when that's happened towards you or you felt that towards another person or what it would be like if that did happen it must have happened sometime (laughs) otherwise we wouldn't have got born so there's a conscious inclination to think very simple thought but just to point attention in a particular way and turn over really get the feeling of that particular what that thought is pointing towards vitaka, pointing, vichara getting the real feeling for it because these are words this this is a, a snag so you may in fact find it easier or more conducive just to imagine warmth or light you know something pleasing of that nature just you know friendliness warmth or light directed towards yourself towards this physical form massaging it moving around it, just holding it carefully inclination of care, protection soothing keep bending or turning the mind that way, this is intention and just picking up any thought, any object, any form of knowing that helps to make that intention tangible being with a friend, taking myself for a walk sitting in the sunshine you know, just the images that bring up that quality of something carefree, free may I be well and particularly when something that we can actually recognize has been done to us even more meaningful or something we have expressed towards another cared for, looked after someone else particularly helpful to direct this towards the sense of where you are right now you can feel the pressures, the warmth, the sense of embodiment so you may feel with that 
of denser texture or body and may this be well directing towards that the rhythms you may feel something rhythmic swelling that tells you you're breathing trying to connect the two so that the sense of gladness connects to the something simple and steady in your body breathing in, breathing out or at least the presence of your body as a felt thing as an energy thing as a sensitivity thing body as a sensitivity when sensitivity receives kindness it tingles when sensitivity receives warmth ease so forth sense of some vibrancy there tingles lights up a little bit it's the beginning of what's called rapture or piti and so you can be more specific try and just feel the, the back down the back front of the body, down the arms, just spend some time smoothing out this sensitive form as you can as you are sensitive to it. You may not get all of it, you may get something that's quite indistinct and yet it's there. arms of your hands, eyes, temples, movement of breathing, so inclining the mind more towards the um, feelings, feeling tones, more direct, palpable experiences, less abstract, not just the thought. You may use the thought to point, and then you come to the direct, perceived. Where you actually get a feedback in terms of feeling I think sensitivity tingles responds feels happier or brighter it's moved and you keep turning your intention to receive and meet that quality of PT is such that the energy is brightened the certain stimulation 
quickening enthusiasm. This very much affects the push of the mind, the volition, learning how to be sensitive and gladdened. steadied using the body as a place where we can work, we can actually specifically locate feeling tones in the body, sensations, rhythms, energies in the body dwell upon that and use that push of the mind to spread the field of awareness, the field of attention from one point to another, from a small point to a large point from your hand to your whole arm to the trunk of the body to a point in the abdomen but just kind of a gentle stretching and spreading of a bright attention but warm attention over the whole body small, large refined, obvious, painful, pleasant, it's kind of like a massage. If you can use the breathing as a as a vehicle for this, breathing through the body, breathing through the head, breathing through the chest, breathing down the arms, using that particular sensed impression to help to carry your awareness through the whole body. quality of the energy seems too um, vigorous or intense, so you feel somewhat overwhelmed, destabilized, soften the push, quieten the mind, quieten that intention. Incline down the body towards the ground and widen the field. Breathing out. The energy seems um, dull or stagnant. Try to be 
sharper-edged about locating any particular point where you do feel more bright, more energized, such as your head or your hands or anywhere, you know, so you just get somewhere where it does feel a little bit brighter or stronger and ex- deepen your attention into that and just, if you can, gradually expand your awareness to wider areas and the general direction for um, samadhi is towards that which is more serene so the energy softens and steadies this can be done or comes around through both the object and the intention so your intention because you've got something that's clear doesn't have to push so hard to try and get it it just rests back and you're resting back without losing it without drifting off and you can do that because you, what you're aware of becomes um, satisfying steadier you're comfortable with that you're not having to control it so much or liven it up or get it going or whatever it's you know, something that's there and this could be breathing in and breathing out it could be the presence of the body anyway it's something where there's a gladdened um, a gladdened object that you can be with and coming so that steadies your intentionality your bent of the mind softens and keeping attuned to the specific quality even if it's soft specific means just the moment particular moment of it, particular tingle, particular flow, particular pulse of that. So it's, this really helps your intention from just going vague. When you, you have that sense of being more closely focused, you can feel the different energies pushing say you get external contact something touches or a sound a different tightening around that some sort of mood starts to well up in the mind you can feel that even before it speaks So you don't have to, you 
recognize it before the story starts, before it gets up into your thinking. Soothe and steady that energy, spread your awareness over it. May this be well, just relax now. Send that into the body, send that into the the brightened, soothed. Coming out of the meditation, shifting towards those um, textures that feel the densest, such as the pressure of the body, physical elements, As if also, as if you're rather like very slowly blowing up a balloon or something, just kind of spreading the quality of the meditation into the meat, bones, earthed presence. May this be well. Really re-establishing bodily presence in a healthy intention. Not pushy, not forced, just a healthy intention. No urgency. We've got to. So all those do it bits of the body, the arms, the chest, the head. They they they're not. They don't have to be suddenly jump into life work on the whole texture particularly the spine, the lower body, back and getting that strong and slowly Letting your awareness expand to external impressions, sounds, and finally, sight. Keeping grounded in the body as you do so. So just some basic themes to, to offer very briefly as I can. One is uh, about samadhi. This is uh, the process is as important as anything else. It's to really get a sense of the process because that, that process to whatever degree that travels towards whether it comes to a real steady ease and peace or or not. It's giving you a a real sense of the priorities. You get the intention straight um, around these three fundamental roots. 
inclination towards kindness, well-being, the inclination towards protection, warding off what's harmful, the inclination towards letting go of the external sense contact in this particular case. But what actually happens in, in letting go, it's these are all inclinations of the will, inclinations of intention. So letting go is still an intention. You know, it's an it's So it's not, uh, so your intention directs towards something. So in order to let go, it has to direct towards something else. This is not, this is not cutting something off. It's not um, suppression. It's not dumbing anything down. It's not disappearing into space. It's not just kind of cutting, cutting the, 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 the the will, if you like, it's actually finding somewhere better to go. Therefore, because of that, something is relinquished, something is dropped. It's a very important bit to get there, particularly if the start of your life is asking for renunciation, which is really helpful to live simply. Then to live simply, you've got to live happily. You've got to direct, have something skillful to direct to. And this very much uh, encourages this inner development as something where you've got a good place to go. So however you build that up, that's always the main theme of the path. When you're coming into meditation, when you're coming out of meditation, same thing. To ground yourself into something where the goodness, well-being, steadiness, so that you're not just cutting something off, letting go as a, as a cutting off, dropping something. It's, it's a, you know, You let go of the meditation, in a sense, let go of that particular object, but you ground into um, a less refined object. So there isn't this, there's a continuity in the process. You come out of meditation, you ground yourself in your body, you're aware of how sights and sounds affect you, you watch out for the jump into do it action, where you get this kind of headlights up, your shoulders start to tighten up, you're getting going, wait, wait, you know, that doesn't feel so good. You know, just steady it, so you, you actually come embodied. And if that's the case, you don't get these kind of jumpy reflex alarm bells ringing when you do things, sense of, you know, so it's really helpful to get a sense of integration 
Other things that you to bear in mind is how this play between intention, that is what you incline, how you in, how and how you incline, whether you rush in, you push in, you kind of waver, whether my wavers, you're just working with that, so it's a steady, simple, benign inclination, you know. You bear that in mind as a general theme of practice in whatever you do. You're not rushing, you're not forced, you're not panicky, you're not frightened. You just what you can do, you bring forth that, you fill up your sense of yes. Whatever you say yes to, you have a confidence and a steadiness with that. That really is helpful. It helps you to understand what you're gonna say yes to in your life. You know. You don't want to say yes to something you can only be half with or quarter with or shoved into or whatever. See how your intention to live live the skillful life is something where you can kind of really get the quality of intention to actually feel good in what you're doing. And how intention is very much interplays with um, the particular phenomena that we experience, sights, sounds, touches, tastes, particularly the internal phenomena, the moods and feelings. So you can actually, through the through a good intention, you can begin to satisfy and calm the inner life. Again, a very fundamental theme. And as you benefit that is not just purely on having a calm having a calm phenomena, you know, thoughts and moods and feelings, but also it helps your intention to become more harmless, skillful, humorous, wise, so forth. So the, there's an interplay between what you attend to and how you attend. So, you know, you don't if you and you keep putting your attention to things that just are wounding, fearful, agitated, frightened, aggressive. You know, what do you think is going to happen to your intention? And if that happens to your intention, that's going to happen into your body. And it's going to happen into your speech because intention runs the whole lot, doesn't it? You know, you push into your thoughts, you push into your speech, you push into your action, that's always some intended thing. If if your intention is suffused with these uh, unhelpful objects, then everything you do and say, it's like you're spreading the disease. So this is the place of transmutation, meditation, where you melt down the internal life into something that's benevolent and therefore it very much div- uh, changes your heals your quality of intentionality then you so the two play together lastly you can notice that the, squ- the, the way of knowing changes maybe it doesn't change for you you know uh, for someone like myself it changes from abstract thought to more direct sensed impressions. You know, things are no longer just a kind of fluttering noise of 
you know, 15 of these, 6 of those, in 1922 this happened, and the the distance between Mars and Jupiter is so, it's the kind of things that my mind is normally occupied with, you know. (laughs) Yes. I have to be very careful with my mind. I'm getting better at it. Ajahn Samadhi left me a kind of literary review magazine when he left in March. Yesterday I picked it up, looked at it. This was a testing moment. So I read this review. Suddenly this is a review of a book of medieval book of on hunting and chivalry. This is interesting. It's in, one was written by Edward Duke of York. This is 600, 500 years ago. Who was one of the seven sons of Edward III. That was a fatal mistake. Seven sons. Who were the seven sons of Edward III? <laughs> this was 1369, but it's actually very important in 2006 <laughs> to know the seven sons of Edward III. No, you don't need to know that. I got five of them. <laughs> Actually, I was able to stop it at five. I thought, that's enough. Five is very good. It's enough. You don't need to. And I managed to stop it because I could actually feel the the fluttering and the agitation and the straining of the mind. It's just, just no, it doesn't do you any good. Finally got it, you know, just calm down, steady down now. So it goes from that, where it's kind of, got this kind of, for my mind, a certain electric glow that occurs around concepts and ideas. And actually something a little more gentle and suffusive and embodied, you know, that's taken 30 years to do that. I'm very pleased. <laughs> I can do that much more quickly. Perhaps for you it's not an issue. <laughs> but the shift from abstract to, 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 to more palpable feeling tones and then, you know, maybe for, for other people it's more the sense of actually that those feeling tones themselves, those moods and emotions and precious energy start to themselves kind of soften from being, um, you know, topic-oriented, like feeling annoyed by, feeling pleased by this, sense of being pressured by that, into something that's just much more non-specific. It's an overall melting into something that's not exciting but it's even you know? so your, your sense of what is known becomes less distinctive and yet it's also very specific it's specifically in the moment and yet it becomes less detailed in terms of its uh, changing, changing character it becomes a steadier character so the known shifts and that very much affects your intention because your intention in relax is not something you haven't got to juggle 12 plates you've only got one big bowl this is the delight of what renunciation is about isn't it you know kind of simple 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 you can actually 
taking that very much into the into the heart and uh, you know, learning that process. And it really is what is known, what can ever be known, what can be perceived. You realize it's not a fixed thing that the world changes. Your, your, what your inner world is changes that very much affects your outer world because it, through the medium of intention is what connects the two you pick up a message from your inner world your intention pushes it out into thought, speech, action mm. therefore because of that certain uh, experiences happen to you they get internalized you internalize, they affect you, it affects your intention it comes out again you know we do and speak, we do certain things, we get busy, we get busy, we get excited, we pick up a whole load more stuff, we take it in. Some of it's happy, some of it's not so happy. We take in the busyness of that. Intention gets busy and agitated, it starts to speak and think and act, it gets more busy and agitated and goes out. It goes out, you pick up more stuff, it comes in. Most of it goes out. You amplify, wound up, zonk. <laughs> That's the cycle through through intention, intentionality is what connects it. So, but, you know, trying to actually make life simpler, you know, it does make get made simpler by um, just actually really fiddling around with the external world, per se, so much as actually adjusting what you attend to and how you attend. So this very much gives you a a sense of having a, a way of, of steering your, your, yourself in, in your life. Whatever you pick up, whatever you th- touch, think or say will have its effects. That's very simple and you can feel it and you can know it specifically. And it's not going to be the same for, for you as it is for me. Mm. So it's not really a... You can't say, don't do this, do that. But just know what the effects are. And you don't have to. You don't have to, any of it. Apart from breathing in, breathing out. 